Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to episode 24. Today, inshallah, we're going to be talking about a few habits that a successful Muslimah would be using in their daily life. Now, oftentimes when you're a mum especially, you get so caught up in parenting that you don't actually have time to reflect and think about yourself and how you can improve yourself. And the reason that's really important is because these are the kind of things that then have an impact on you and in your behavior and in turn on your relationship with those around you including your children and that's why it's important sometimes to stop and take out some time for yourself so let's begin one of the things we can do inshallah is have a consistent prayer and reflection routine what do i mean by this now as a muslimah obviously you'll be doing your five daily prayers your salah and apart from these prayers, we can also use this as an opportunity to do adhkar, which is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you can either do this after your five daily prayers, which might be difficult because, you know, we live in the UK and wherever in the world you are, everyone has their own different times and routines. And sometimes the prayer times are close together and sometimes they're spread out. Sometimes... At a particular prayer time, you might be at work or you might be really busy with the children, you might need to cook. So you might not have that time to sit after you've done your five daily prayer to do some sort of reflection. So maybe choose, start by choosing a couple of the prayers when, when you can do this. So for example, in the Salatul Fajr time or after Salatul Aisha time, just before you go to bed, where you can just take out some time after the prayer, after you've done your Salah, um, and sit down on the prayer mat and, you know, really do some remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever it is that's worrying you at that particular time in your life. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If nothing's worrying you, alhamdulillah, always be either thankful or ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, you know, anything that you're going through that you need to have patience with or that you need an answer for, that you're seeking an answer for. Because at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who answers all the prayers. So this is one thing that we can do as a good Muslimah. Another thing we can do is take care of our time management. Now, what do I mean by this? Ladies who are quite successful, um, you know, are able to balance their multiple responsibilities and as Muslim women we always have lots of responsibilities you never just have one so it might be that you're a wife it might be that you're a mom it might be um, that that you're working because you have to it might be that you have so many things on but it's really important to not um, let that overtake your life it's really important to not let it overwhelm you and to try and manage your time effectively and really take a step back and think, you know, how many days of the week am I spending on doing X, Y and Z? Or even within one day, how, many, how much time am I giving to the children? How much time am I at work? And is there anything where I can, you know, change things to rebalance? 
Is there anywhere where I can cut things out that I don't need to be doing right now? Or are there things that you need to be doing and you're not doing and how can you do them? So you need to really think about how you're managing your time. You have 24 hours in a day, obviously, um, but sometimes you just have too much to do in one day. So that's why it's really, really important that you manage your time. And the reason this is important is because if we don't manage it and it could end up overwhelming us and then it could end up having a negative impact on our health and then it could end up having a negative impact on those around us so that's another thing to be wary of another thing is self-discipline we all know what self-discipline means yeah to to be disciplined within ourselves but by being by the self-discipline i mean that you can stick to your goals and plans okay so following on from the previous um tip about time management you should have concise targets of what you want to achieve okay so for example the month of ramadan's coming up really soon what is it that you want to achieve in the month of ramadan you know we all know the basics of ramadan and that we should increase our ibadah in the month of ramadan but you as a person specifically your time is going to be different and, and your plans and your goals are going to be different to the next person's so you need to sit down and decide what your targets specifically are and when I do a Ramadan workshop every year uh, alhamdulillah this is one of the things that I ask um, and make my students do right at the end of the workshop is to set themselves smart goals which are specific uh, measurable achievable realistic and there's a time frame in which you're going to do them so whether that's relating to reading the Quran or doing more adhkar or any other goals that you have um, in your life so it's really important to be able to have these targets because then you can see what's going well and what's not going well and you can tick off targets when you've done them. It doesn't even need to apply to things like your ibadah. It could just be for your household chores, right? If you've got lots to do in one day, have a plan. What do I need to get done? When am I going to do it? So for example, um, when it comes to chores, Am I going to do the same chore at the same time? Do I have to do the same thing every single day? Are there things that I can do on alternate days? What time is best for me to do it? Is it the first thing when I wake up? Is it the last thing before I go to bed, etc. And just by writing things down on a post-it note and having some sort of an organised plan will be really beneficial for you, inshallah. Another thing we can talk about is education. Now, the first word to be revealed from the Quran was Iqra read and thus islam has always given an importance to education and um, knowledge okay so when i say knowledge we should be improving our knowledge all the time so obviously there's the islamic knowledge so things like um, your knowledge of the quran your knowledge of the hadith etc and we live in a day and age where it's so easy to increase our knowledge you can do it by listening to lectures you can do it on the go you don't even have to sit and concentrate and do it you can go to halaqas in the masjid or wherever else you can access knowledge from so go, so make a plan to increase your knowledge and this is really important especially if you're gonna go on and have a family of your own and pass this knowledge on to it's really important that the children learn it from you first, right? As a mom, you are their first teacher, always. So it's really important that you have that knowledge yourself so you can then pass it on. You can't pass any knowledge on or teach your children things if you don't know yourself what's right and what's wrong or you don't equip yourself so that 
Say, for example, you're living in a non-Muslim country and your children ask questions. Even if you're living in a Muslim country, you should be able to have the answer to those questions. You know, when they see other people practicing other things um, and people from other cultures, you should be able to answer their questions. And you should just have that knowledge yourself so you can practice things correctly your own self as well. And also make sure you increase your skills um, for things in the dunya as well and the reason that's really important is because oftentimes we moan and we complain and we want change when specific things happen but if you are not equipped with knowledge to know how to go about and make the change then that's not going to be really helpful is it so that's another thing that you should be really wary of and of course the best thing you can do is not only learn knowledge but learn it implement it and then teach it to one other person and that will really solidify the knowledge that you've got inshallah another thing is strong relationships now when i say this i mean surround yourself by righteous people okay the people who help you do good the people who help develop your character the people who help you do what's right by islam okay and 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 they pay proper attention to this for example when we were younger some of the youth even today still you might ask them, oh, did you pray a salah? And they might say, oh, I was embarrassed too because I was in a group of friends and nobody else was praying, etc. And this is why it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded friends. And also remove yourself from friendships where um, there's negativity or toxic, toxic nature around you because this, in the same vein, can be really harmful, right? Because then this is what you're surrounded by day in, day out. And it does start to then have a negative impact on you. So this is why it's really important to forge strong relationships with the right people, inshallah. Another thing you can do as a Muslimah is volunteering. Now the reason I say this, especially volunteering in your own communities, because it's something that we desperately need in today's day and age. And this is something um, I do actively with my children as well. And it's not just because obviously there's the reward of doing the volunteer work itself, but also because it helps you counteract the effects of um, stress, anger, anxiety. It's the obviously social impact of going out there and meeting like-minded sisters. This is really good for your psychological well-being. And you make these connections with other people, alhamdulillah. And it actually, scientifically, has been shown to improve your mood and to reduce stress and anxiety. So this... And it increases your happiness as well. So this is something else that you can go out and actively think about doing. And, you know, you don't need to do it in a massive capacity if it's not within your ability. But at least just try and do it once a week or even once a month. So you're giving something back to society. But imagine lots of sisters got together and did volunteering. You could do tons of things with that. You can run classes, kids clubs, kids activities, etc. So... There's a lot of um, benefits of doing that, inshallah. And also it provides a sense of purpose, okay? Because it mean, you can have a new meaning and direction in your life if you're somebody that maybe has been lonely and not gone out there and not found like-minded sisters. Sometimes sisters come to me and say that they find it really hard to practice their deen because they're alone, because they might not be surrounded um, by family, friends, immediate family and friends who practice the same deen as they do. So that's another reason why it's important to go out and, you know, do something in the community where you can find, inshallah, like-minded sisters. And the last point is to have good empathy and compassion, okay? So by having empathy and compassion, and I feel like this is really, really important, especially for women, especially in the 
day and age we live in today where it's really easy to do things like backbiting and bringing other women down and being nasty and talking bad about other people why don't we show a bit more empathy and compassion towards each other okay and and if we can do this we can really put out an effort to understand each other and support each other then inshallah not only is this rewardable but it's also helping build really nice relationships and it's also creating a positive uplifting environment inshallah for yourself and for those around you and then you're setting this example for your children so these are just some of the ways in which you know these are some of the habits in which you can become a successful muslimah and i hope you found these useful inshallah i'll see you next time assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh